0: Player. And welcome to Voices Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm, I'm Joe. I'm Jace. But hey, no, the, the order's back to normal.
1: It is, and we're live. We are live. Does it's this right. count as live? It's, it's live for us.
2: It's, it's live for yeah. We're in the same room. Yeah, that's yeah. live, right? Yeah, that's live. Yeah, I could reach out and touch you guys if I wanted to, but we're not allowed to touch each other. Elbows, that, that, touching that elbows. Was, that was, yeah, let's move on straight away. Sorry <laughs> yeah, it's been, I'm so lonely, it's been so long. <laughs> touch me, hold
0: me. It's good <laughs> Any to kind see. of human contact is rubbing elbows. I <laughs> can see you in three dimensions, I'm quite enjoying that, it's good. Yes. Good. Um, on today's episode, I was thinking we might talk about, um, actually I completely forgotten we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. We might talk a little bit of Xbox because, you know, let's change things up a little. Huh. Um, we will also talk about Ubisoft. Thank you. Ubisoft, Ubisoft forward. forward. I'm, I'm glad Joe, Joe could
2: tell by the, the look of confusion yeah, in my yeah. eyes that I'd completely forgot. what's the was... joys and the, the, the benefit of being in the room with each other. You exactly. Can, exactly. Pick got those cues much quicker than the screen. <laughs> Try to avoid, like, not cutting each other off That's as well. It. It's so difficult when you're doing, like, the.
1: Like the Zoom or the what, what did we use last week? Uh, Squadcast. Yeah, we've tried. We've done a little bit of Skype. I mean, there's so many applications out there where you can, you know, record podcasts remotely, but none of them seem to to work. Definitely not as good as
0: as being here, right? Nothing beats being in person. Yeah. So what have you been playing, guys?
2: Oh, I, I finished Ghost of Tsushima last night. I wanted to get it in before the podcast. When I say finished, that's it, huge. Just the you know, as they say, rolled credits or whatever the expression everyone has. Yeah but um yes um it, incredible game honestly i think that's probably the game besides animal crossing which i don't even want to admit how much i played that <laughs> like farming turnips and going on the turnip exchange stock market to get my kids money oh my gosh i felt like just wasted so much time but they were happy that i don't play it anymore so anyway let's move on i'm not bitter oh really um <laughs> no not really okay. um but no goes to Sushima i Put in a ridiculous amount of hours, so I looked online and it 's something like they said just the main story is in the twenty to thirty hour, but then all of it is like fifty hours or thereabouts. I reckon I put in easy forty or fifty hours yeah and i 've got so much more to do i really i think and you know i 've said this plenty of times on the podcast. I really enjoyed the combat, I really enjoyed the world, um, but the story, as I kind of was getting closer towards the end, I got to I think it was Act three or chapter three or whatever they call it. Um, I'm like, I was really, really invested in, I wanted to see how, you know, the ghosts, the main character, Jim, Jim, um, his story kind of played out and um, it was beautiful. Like the side characters kind of, you know, they're not like just one dimensional. They're they're very, you know, grown characters. And as I went towards the end, I'm not going to spoil the game, but I'm going to kind of spoil little bits and pieces and I don't think it really matters because, the, the feel of it and, and it wasn't super um it was quite obvious some of the things that you knew were coming okay. out but it was just done so stylishly like you know the what, what's the director's name of this that influenced this game heavily the black and white samurai director seven um samurai uh, oh, i can't understand kurosawa kurosawa yep um so lots of the style with that like and particularly the final fight in the game with the close-up of the face and you know or every time you got into a duel there was a close-up of the sword and the thumb on the blade and just like flicking it out as you you know started it off and then the camera just zooming around and it was really beautiful and um, yeah I, I just satisfied I, with the ending absolutely yeah it was a beautiful ending oh. and you get you get a choice at the end of the game and I really loved and I will spoil this when we do our game of the year discussion and sort of things but I really loved that the choice at the end of the game it, it kind of as a player of like I, I just felt. I wasn't making the choice for me. I was making the choice for my character uh, because of everything that he'd gone through because everything he does in this game is for the people of Tsushima. Yeah. Like, it's not about him. It's not about honour and anything like that. Like, at the beginning, you, you can kill... Um, There's deer in the game. And I, I didn't kill them, but I think uh, it might have been Ben or you, Jason, I'm not sure. Someone mentioned to me, if you kill a few of them, you'll get a flashback saying, your uncle speaking to you saying, or your father speaking to you saying, you know, we don't do that. You know, it's dishonorable, whatever. So I was playing the game in a very honorable way, but <clears throat> the way that he behaves in this game isn't always honorable according to, you know, the, the samurai law and rules. Well,
1: whatever. I suppose, like, any elements that come in with being sneaky or stealth-like exactly. is considered dishonorable, right? Absolutely. So, um you know, I guess that's a big part of it, but, I mean, it's in the title, right? Yeah. Stealth is a big, big and,
2: component of the game. And it's just like, you know, look he's doing it for the right reasons. And, 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 but you can also see where the kind of ingrained system has been established in such a way that you can't do that. But he's like, you know, the the young'un's coming through and he's like, well, actually, it's not about that. It's about we're getting just destroyed. We're getting massacred. Yeah. Now, these people who aren't playing by the same rules as us, we need to change the way that we're playing because it's not, you know, about honour for them. It's just about winning. Yeah. And yeah, I, I loved it. I thought the story was incredible. Um, and yeah, all the side stories, like some of the side stories in this game will sleep with me for a very long time. There was one that I did just towards the end where there was a father who said um, these bandits essentially came yeah. through um, and he had to choose between, it was a father's choice, I think it was the name of this little side mission. And he had to choose which son would die. And he tells you that he chose one son over the other. But then when he went and found the son, he's like, no, actually, my father was throwing me to the woods. So they kill. He, he said straight away, kill me, kill me, or kill him. So, like, so let's say it's out of Jason Jono. He's, the father say, kill Jace, but instead they killed Jono. Uh, and and the, the son was just like distraught about it. And he's like, tell my father I died. I don't want him to know. And you could choose what you would tell him. But then you get to the father and he's killed himself. He couldn't live with the... So do uh, these, do these um, decisions actually make a difference? Don't, the decisions like that do not make a difference. Like the story is the very linear, yeah. But all these side missions, it's not like going... Like I think I've said this again on the podcast before, but it's not you know your old Assassin's Creed, go and collect all these sorts of things yeah. or whatever. It's more like it's very, I would say, very heavily influenced by something like The Witcher um, or like Mass Effect was with a lot of their really interesting... DLC particularly, with the side missions yeah. and the character development. Because you've got your posse, basically, of about, be about five or six people. And I've not finished all of their, their missions, but they're the ones that go with you. And they're the ones that support you and help you, you know, break in to take over some of the places. And, yeah, okay. Um, you really want to kind of get to know these characters. Yeah. There's one character who, I can't remember her name. Yuna, I think. Yeah, it's Yuna, I think. Um, and, like, I just think she's awesome. And, yeah. you know, and then there's a her um there's a guy in it who's like a traveling kind of swindler uh um, yeah. who's really funny and gives some comic relief to the game. And then there's yeah. a, a monk character who's his order is very non-violent, but the way that he kind of works with you because you're very violent is is quite interesting. It, it it's a really cool game and there's lots more for me to do. Not just going to collect, you know, like do the bamboo strikes which is a really fun button prompt um, little yeah. mini game or going to find the, sh- the fox shrines or compose haikus. So right at the end of the game actually, I'll, I I just was wanted to compose all the haikus and you and some of them were beautiful. Like I, I composed one and I just turned the game off after I'm like, that really was beautiful. I, I just wanted to like finish on that really nice kind of note because you you get to choose um uh, between like different things as you compose them. And yeah, I, I just think it was a beautiful game, very unique, but also yeah um, I think it's a game that's benefited from experience and all these other incredible open world games and not so great open world games. This is just like the best of them in did, that regard. Did any of you kids watch you play any of this or yeah, yeah, certain parts it, it does get violent, like you can get um, can you avoid the violence if you want to or yeah, just kind of in absolutely, and world. some of the combat really, it's pretty quick. Yep. You can't really see it, but then you can go into this kind of rage mode, yep. which the screen goes red, yep. and and it, just the way it, like the sharpness of his attacks and the the blood spraying. It's not as graphic because it's all red and black the screen, yep. but just the way it's done, I find that like I wouldn't want my kids to see that. And
1: and in um in God of War, you had a real feeling of like Thor's hammer, right? But You yep. could feel the weight of of the axe. Did you ever get an opportunity to throw the axe? Yeah, he yeah, did. once or twice, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So you really felt the weight, and even in the vibration in the controller. But yeah. there was just something about the sound effects, and you know, even with Call of Duty, when you take somebody out, you feel this sort of like thud of like yes. you're taking someone's life, right? Yeah. I imagine that's what it's like. Um, and uh, <laughs> and and so, do you feel that in the blade
2: movements and all that sort of stuff in this, or it's not not quite as heavy? You know, it's really funny. I saw Ben um, podcast Ben on mm. the weekend. And um, I was saying to him how much I love the combat and I love the stand um, offs, particularly. But at the end of the game, I couldn't win any standoffs. And he was saying that he's looked at online and it just got incredibly hard in that third chapter for some reason. So I, I wasn't doing them, but within the combat, yeah, it's depending on who you're fighting. So if it's just the lackey, like you take them down pretty quickly yeah. and you can you feel like you'd be taking it if they've got lots of armor on you feel that's a bit more realistic. Right. But with the boss characters and kind of like your final fight,
0: it's a bit silly.
2: Like you, you're slashing each other for, you know, yeah. five minutes at a time. And I feel like I've never been cut with a samurai sword and I don't intend to ever be. But yeah. I don't think you would like last that long, it, it, that that side of it. But it's it's very video game in that, like, in that regard. And I really like the video gameness of this game because when I like pick up things as I ride past, I just click R two. I can just run through and do all of that. Like as I'm fighting, I can loot characters' body, like dead bodies, straight away. Or I can quickly. It's a really cool thing when you when you kill, like a, when you get into a fight with a bunch of guys. So every now and then, someone will fall down, but they won't be dead. They'll be crawling away, and you can end their suffering. By like getting his sword and stabbing them, and you can do that in the midst of fighting the other guys. Oh, All well. while it's very easy to change stances and use audio do you, equipment. Do you feel as though when you are fighting enemies, though, that the whole lock-on sort of mechanic is a
1: little bit sticky? As in, like, do you because there's you know, no lock-on mechanic? So sorry, when I mean lock-on mechanic, I mean um, you're clearly fighting this guy. Everyone else is waiting to get a go to fight you and like or can you smoothly transition from one enemy to the next you're not sort of doing
2: this thing where your character almost is gliding through the air to yeah do you know what i mean no no, no, no absolutely i, I because assassin's I've, Creed is, is guilty of that a lot of the time i've I seen a lot of people mm. complain that there's no lock on in this game mm. and and that you kind of you can slash in the air if you're not kind of focused on the character but i i thought that was really cool like whenever i would play i'd always play strategically in that i'd have to take the archers out first because i'd always break my flow so you know and I'll, I'll be blocking on different characters and like I said, there's four stances, and I I know them by heart. I don't even think about it. You know, it's the the sword is down, the shield is right, the long um, the spike is up, and the um, big characters like kind of like your heavies is left on the D-pad sort of thing. And, or w- when you change through, and it's really quick. And yeah, I, I find that the characters attack you. You know, they, they don't all come at once because they've all got swords. and They'll hit each other. Right. Like the, the archers hit them. Hit their um, their, own their own guys sometimes if you kind of shift them in that way I, I have they're... to admit I've, I've lost interest
1: over the years or well, not over the years really more recently if anything um, in games that are just that hack and slashy type combat mm. like if you're playing a game like Dead Cells or Metroidvania style stuff mm-hmm. that's completely fine yeah. right because it's about traversal and all that sort of stuff but sometimes I just feel like if I'm going to these games and I'm just mash X or mash Y or mash whatever to win yeah, um, I don't you know I don't get that satisfaction and that's why I think games like Dark Souls, which is a little bit more calculating in, in in the way that you know you're choosing whether or not to to engage an enemy or not, or, or games like Monster Hunter, which are a little bit more about at times acrobatics yep. or blocking at the right time, or even I've started playing um, that older title, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, oh, yeah. um, which is a medieval simulator, yeah. um, and the way that you fight in that is is so frustrating because you are just so useless in that game, like as in you don't know how to do anything. I mean, you can't read, you can't write, you can't you don't, you can't punch people. You're, you're just this kid uh, that that doesn't have any experience whatsoever. And the way that that game teaches you how to use an individual weapon over time, like when it clicks and when you do, you, your character progresses. It goes beyond just being a stat, but the satisfaction of taking somebody yeah. out. You know, you you can approach these enemies in a way that. Um, you know, it could be a really long, arduous battle if you don't get those strikes right. But then if you hit them in the right spot, they're done in one hit. Yeah. And it sounds like Ghost of Tsushima, especially with these standoffs, is, is very similar. It's very much so. And
2: you do do that awesome, like, slowdown when you get a perfect parry, and then you kind of shift your body to the side of the character, right. the enemy, and then you just kind of take them out. Yeah. <clears throat> or you can, like, yeah, you can do a perfect dodge. Um and like, like you guys know, Bayonetta, um, actually, and Devil May Cry was it five that came out last year, yeah. which is probably my favorite game of last year. We never did a game of the year last year, but that's exactly. probably my favorite game of last year. Those games where they have that awesome block or dodge mechanic, uh, I like. I just love that. So this yeah. had that element as well. It's not that doesn't play like that at all. Obviously, you're not flying through the air with a cowboy hat, and, you know that, that. Devil May Cry was insane last year. There, there was um, a
1: there was a fighting game on PlayStation One called Bushido Blade.
2: And it had yeah. an interesting
1: mechanic where um, you could either get into, like, a normal, almost Tekken-style mm-hmm. match um, or you could kill people in one hit if you timed it right. It yeah. was almost like an instant fatality. Yeah. And I've never seen a game do that since. Um, it was always really, really difficult. But, yeah, yeah it sounds like it's it's borrowing from those sorts
2: of... Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend it. I don't know how people finish this game so quickly. Yeah. I and mean, like, Ben finished it in, like, having it in within a week. I mean, oh, we're man.
1: living in times now where people are spending the majority of the time at yeah. home, especially in, like, places like America and stuff, so, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the cool. free time that we all have is very different to what it was even, you know,
2: five years ago. Yeah. So, but I think I said it right at the beginning when I got it, I think what a great game to kind of end the generation on. Like, it's the sort of thing that you can play for a very long time. Yeah. And it has learned all the lessons, obviously, from you know, the games that have come before it that have influenced it very heavily. But that's I love I love how they, like there's been quotes from Japanese game developers um, yeah. saying this is a game that we should, we have, should made. have made. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really cool. It is. It's it's that's so like beautiful the, yeah, the highest honor really. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah it really is it is it's it, everything ah. is done so like, yeah. And even at the end in the credits, you know, to all those who died, you know, in honor of all those who died in Tsushima and all that sort of thing. It's yeah. it's it's very well done. There
0: you go, the developers achieved the, the honor that their character couldn't love it <laughs> Chase, what are you playing um
1: not not really a lot at the moment i mean i'm I'm still obviously jumping into war zone whenever i get an opportunity my my relationship with that game is pretty interesting call of duty in general is that um it's the easiest game for me to turn on pick up and get immediate satisfaction from yeah but because i play it so frequently i find that um not that it's losing its appeal, but I almost feel guilty that I'm not playing all these other games that are available, yep. but it's just such a, an easy way to be able to have a bit of fun, right?
2: Yeah. But it's satisfying.
1: It, it, it is isn't. it isn't, because I, I I've dedicated so much time to this game, and I feel as though I should be at a specific level, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's peaks and drops. Like, you have your on and your off days, but like Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, today's going to be like, I think about that. Today's going to be a good good day on Call of Duty. Like I feel rested and I feel good, and you know, like it's almost like I'm training for like being an athlete <laughs> or something. And then I get in there and it's just like, no, like, I'm sorry. Today you're not good. And then I'm just or like, you're, oh, it's your internet's not good. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. I find myself, oh, it's my internet. No, it's the controller. I'll swap out the stick on the elite thinking that it's going to make a difference. I adjust the sensitivity and then you just go crazy. And then I Google like stuff, like why am I not good? Like, which is, like, an, a bizarre thing to do, but I do it. And there's all these other people on Reddit who are just like, man, what's going on? Something's changing in the game. People are like, man, not me. I'm the best. And <laughs> it's just like, what am I doing? So I turn that off. And then, like, I'm, I'm trying to play other stuff. I, I've, I've been really getting into Crusader Kings 3, but mainly because, I mean, first of all, it's wiping the floor in, in terms of reviews. Everyone oh, loves absolutely. this game. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy that a, that a Paradox game of all games is, is getting... Uh, it's being it's so popular in the, in the the bigger media outlets like IGN and stuff um, and it's really really I'm really enjoying it but I just do spend a lot of time watching other people playing it yeah. to understand and it's they're saying just play the game we'll figure it out as you go and when it clicks it clicks I'm, I'm waiting for that moment um, but it's just it's not happening yet and I think to myself man like I want to start having fun. I'm kind of having fun, but I'm spending more time being frustrated. It'd just be easy to turn on Call of Duty and get that instant satisfaction, assuming that it's not an off day. Hmm. Um, but, but look, it's, it's a fantastic game. I'm really enjoying it. I love the intrigue side of things. Very few games um, have dealt with intrigue as well as this. And by that, I mean sneaking in the shadows and not necessarily yeah. backstabbing people. I've, I've talked about it in previous podcasts. But I, I had something interesting happen. So I, I decided to play as Malta i'm half maltese i know nothing about malta i figured might as well learn maybe this game will teach me some stuff and i I played as uh somebody who was in malta who was uh, a muslim character um whether or not that's historically accurate i don't know but i imagine it would be considering how historically accurate this game is meant to be and you're a small little country you're not you don't have any allegiances this guy's intrigue level was off the charts like he's the sneakiest guy that ever sneaked right and, and so um, I'm like, I'm starting to learn about it. And there's, this, there's this mechanic in there where you get these secrets and hooks. So, what you do is you um, find out a little bit of dirt on somebody and yep. you can choose to blackmail them. And I've got a spy master and I send my spy master <laughs> out. She's fantastic. She, I send her out to like find out information from Africa or find out stuff about people in Sicily from the Roman Empire. And I get this dirt and I'm trying to figure sure. out. And the game tells you, it says you're second in line for this particular duchy. Your first in line. In this particular, actually, Your third or fourth in line for this particular duchy.
2: What's,
1: what? Dutch? So, um, it's a duchy, I think it's duchy. So, um, there's 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 different terminology. I don't fully understand, but essentially, you're trying to earn titles. Yeah. And so, um, you might want to earn title for a particular like province or location. I'm, I'm butchering this, but but essentially, what happens is for you to get ownership of a place, you have to earn the title. You can do that via yep. war, or you might just be in line. And you, I mean, what was that what was that uh, TV show that had uh, Jack Bauer in it? It wasn't Jack Bauer. It was 2024, but it's the one he designated survivor. Oh. It's like that whole premise of like all these people got wiped out yes. and now you're the president of the United States. It's basically <laughs> that mentality. So I'm like, oh, I'm fifth in line to, I don't know, own, run Venice. So, so i you basically like, bump people off? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So I got my spy master planting poison in mm-hmm. like this person's drink and then, you know, dropping... A, I mentioned it last time, putting spiders in somebody's bed, it bites them, and it gives you like a stat. But then you can get other people involved. So you might have 38% chance to pull off this murder plot in 18 months, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, like you find out that the the wife of this particular person was slighted because it turns out that the her husband has another lover. So uh, she's just like, I'm in on this. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting in on this. So your the percentage, percentage bumps up. Jumps, yeah. Or then you have like... You have you, your percentage is quite low, but you happen to get a, a minor hook. There's minor and major hooks. A minor hook on um, this, you know, this particular person. You get some dirt on them, and you're just like, "You're going to help me assassinate your brother," and it's just like, oh, "I guess I have to." Like, uh, you've got all this dirt on me. I don't want. I don't want people to find out that I've got like 50 wives. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's interesting. And so you. Without shedding, sorry, without um, uh, having a military focus in the game, I'm bumping these people off and slowly working my way up. But at the same time, you're building up tyranny. People are hearing that, like, you're this, like, crazy yeah. dude who's killing <laughs> people. And then you can, like, pay hush money to, like, stop people. Like Because there's, there's a stat for um, whether or not you're going to be successful. But then there's also a stat for, like, if you're unsuccessful, will you be revealed? But sometimes yeah. you can be successful in the murder, but you're also revealed, and sometimes you get stopped. It'll be like, oh, we found out that you're going to kill the king of Switzerland or something, and, you know, we're going to, like, we know about that now. Um, and it's it's just, it's, it, like, I had a I had a, a situation where um, my, my wife was sleeping with somebody. Yeah. Um, I was told this by somebody else in my court, and it was just like, how am I going to shoot, like, how am I going to proceed with this? Am I going to ignore it? Am I going to, like, get... Spiders. And so I consulted my spy master and I'm like, Spy master, can you please like find out whether or not this is true? So my spy master goes out and comes back and it's just like, it's, it, not, it's, it was not, it's not true, right? It was yeah. a female spy master. and, and so and, it was and, her. Yeah. And so, and so that progressed on and on for ages. And you're absolutely right, Joe. That was exactly it. The affair was with uh, my spy master. And I was just like, man, this game is crazy. So I got rid of my spy master. <laughs> I imprisoned her. Um, and then I got a new spy master and I bumped
2: off my wife. Ah. Um, is like, is this a game that you can just like lose in and then you're done? Like or can you get to a point where you can't get back to a save or like, you can
1: absolutely save scum and you can absolutely <laughs> at some point go, I'm sick of being uh, yeah, like you're the, stuck. I'm sick of being this person, yeah. I'm gonna pick somebody else. And you just press switch character and you pick somebody else. Oh, right. You could have it that the, your enemy is absolutely trying to take you. no is the answer to your question. No. Like you could you could absolutely um well at least not that I it you, you, you could be going up against the Roman Empire yeah. and they're just absolutely obliterating you as they, they seem to be in my game. And then you're just like, oh, I'm just going to play as the Emperor of Rome. And, and yeah. then form and then and I... And that's it. You, know, you
2: continue from... It
1: just it's, continues it's the it's it's timeline. A, it's a, absolutely. It's a awesome. grand, It's a grand story. It's not just about you. You pick who you want to play as, but it's about dynasties. Like all because you get wiped out. It isn't game over. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to think about succession. You've got to think about, you've got to have, you know, and my succession law is that it's male only so mm. I have to have sons if I have daughters and, and, and people are commodities and children are commodities and sure. like it was a different time
2: you know yeah. to forge
1: alliances I have to marry off my three year old daughter to this 45 year old man yeah. Yeah. but
2: that's the way it was I guess I really, I really love that idea of the story being what what's happening and you're just kind of in a part of the story, not necessarily getting the whole thing. Like this whole world is existing. You're saying about the Roman, yeah. whatever, like you might be doing your thing and missing that. Is that how it could be? Or yeah. is it like, and then you can just pick and choose. Like it Absolutely. feels very a uh, realized. world. It's yeah. Realized. I, I don't
1: really know how they pulled it off, but yeah. they've got, you know, I don't know how many characters there are. There are a lot of them. And yeah, I'm, I'm playing it as an intrigue simulator, but you could go on military focus. You could be a good King or a good queen. You, And they've got names for everything. Like, you know, it could be the terminology could be knights for people in England, but they've changed the knights. uh, They've changed the the terminology for people in the Middle East or or wherever. Um, Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm, It's a. It's a great game. I just uh, to get to the the fun to the meat of it, it. It will take a lot. I really want to understand as much of it as possible before I go in. And I think I have to be a little bit more patient and do it gradually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you, you like you can't just get into it. Like you kind of need like a little bit of silence. You got to think. It's a big. It's it's chess. You got to yeah. think like a couple of yeah. moves yeah. ahead and like you're like oh if I do this then, yeah. anyway. But it um, sounds
2: like it'd be fun even if you're not doing well because you're kind of getting the kind of mystery and the other characters. have kind of have their own. There's a very choose your own adventure mentality.
1: type of vibe, and there's multiple. Ooh. Like I haven't seen uh, the same thing happen twice yeah. Yeah. yet. Yeah, um, and if something
2: bad happens to you, it kind of sounds like it's interesting. Like when your wife was with your spy master, yeah, like that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah, I like,
0: I that. Yeah. That was the end of
1: that approach. story to me, but I, I liked, I liked that. Yeah,
2: cool. yeah I, how, that's the main plot.
0: How can you bring someone else down? That you know, if you're going down, who can? How many people can you take with you? Yes, you I'll switch? go
2: down. You go down, going down? We're all going down. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And if you're switching to the the Emperor of Rome, it's like, uh, how can I benefit myself by making this a really messy, <laughs> um, you know, ending for this character? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. How um, about you, Johnny? I haven't been playing a lot lately. I've I've probably played a bit of multiplayer with um with my partner. So uh, we she loves she, personality wise, she's the type of person that will play the same thing again and again and really get a lot out of it. So overcooked is a huge one for us and for her when we play versus it's there's only two levels that we play. Yeah, And I only just got into that second level recently and convincing her that it wasn't too everything switching around too much. Um Yes, yeah, so we have a lot of fun just trying to perfect our craft on that, which is always good. A um, bit of Call of Duty, but not as much as I'd like. But yeah, I kind of feel the same as Jason in terms of like you sink a lot of time into it and you feel like, wait a second, what have I gotten out of it? Yeah. I think the big challenge for me right now is I want us to unlock all the, the rooms in the stadium if we can get it one day. But it's just luck of the draw, like where do you find those key cards and how do you go? Eh, it's fun. Something to, to focus on for the, what, 15 days that we probably got left in this, um, is it about 15? Uh there's fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. There we go. Yeah. I'm not far off. It. Um, and then surprisingly enough, um, Duke Nukem 3D. It was like <laughs> three bucks. The 20th anniversary edition. So I've played a little bit of that, and um, I got back in the Halo Wars definitive edition in a big way, just to complete some achievements.
2: Nice.
0: Um, that's been. It, it's kind of one of those games that I can pause at any moment and go and do other things if I have to, and come back to it and really enjoy just whipping the hell out of the Covenant. And building up a big army and then just sweeping on through. But uh, I've had a few matches where it's been like So
1: so now that you're you're moving into like PC territory for a bit, are you is there anything like in the back catalogue that you're like really keen on trying? Because I mean yeah. like Command and Conquer would probably be one of them,
2: right? The remastered Command and Conquer. Oh,
0: thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, like yeah. gears tactics, I've got to recommend to you, John. I really think you'd like it. Yeah. It's like well, the XCOM gears or what.
0: I think I'd feel guilty playing Gear Tactics because um I really want to go back to War of the Chosen on XCOM 2. And the last time I started that, I was getting absolutely hammered. So, may I make a
1: a recommendation to you?
0: Now that you have access
1: to my Steam library and Joe's Steam library, I have XCOM and War of the Chosen on there. If you're going to start it again, you can go back to it. But, like, honestly, just there there are some titles out there that really benefit from PC just in terms of performance. Like, I'm playing that that Kingdom Come game again. The load times like like 70 seconds. And I save scum all the time in that yeah. game, right? And now it's like six seconds. Yeah. And and um XCOM, it's great that it's on it's on Xbox. Yeah. But the port is honestly rubbish. Yeah, okay. You will like just for the ability to load alone, it will blow your <laughs> mind how <laughs> quick it is. So I really reckon
0: you should try it on PC. Okay, try. Plus it's
1: it's it's one of those games that's a lot of fun with keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Um
0: so maybe download that instead. Or yeah, possibly, you you know, yeah that's it. But yeah, now that you mentioned it, uh, Call of Duty is huge. Yeah, like, uh, not Call of Duty, uh, Command of Conquer, huge. Yeah, can't wait to play the remastered of that. Nice. Um, that, and I've had, I slowly collected from good old games all the old, uh, Homeworld games. So I really want to go through. I've played one and two not so long ago, um, a little bit. But uh, in, what was it called? Homeworld. Um, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. It was. It was like, like a
1: fan made kind of one, right?
0: Yeah, it was like it was a a, a third party developer. Built of like guys the sins of a solar empire, I think, like emergence or something, kind of right? Okay, whatever it's called, um, they had to change the name when they re-released it because it it came too close to another game's
2: title, right? Um, but yeah, I really want to play that because I've heard nothing but good things, but never played it. And, and when you go to my Steam library, I've got a whole heap of classic games. Yeah, all the Sonic games, which I've never played, but they're all there for you, Jonah. The Sonic's <laughs> funny. I go through periods where I want to play it, and
0: then I play it for like twenty minutes, and then it's like, and done. Um, And all the Star Wars games too. Yes. Well, I've got everything but um, X-Wing Alliance, I think, um, which I own like an old physical copy. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing through the old X-Wing games, which, you know what, is a great segue into what's coming up. What we might do is let's talk about uh, games that are coming up for the rest of the year that I think is some really exciting stuff and we'll talk about Star Wars again in just a moment Um, and then maybe end it with uh, talking about, what's happened on Xbox and Ubisoft um, forward, just to bring us up to date. So I'm going to bring up a list of some games and I'm going to rattle off titles and I want to see what you guys think of them. So let's talk about titles coming through the rest of September because we're in September right now. In fact, we're recording right now on September the 14th um, through to October and then November. We'll leave December for the moment because there's not a lot listed there. um, And I think we'll come back to it because I'm sure there's some stuff that will spill over into it anyway. Um, So, coming up in the rest of September, if we talk from tomorrow onwards, let's say the 15th, uh, there we go. All right. Um, BPM bullets per minute. Who's heard of that? Never. Who's it made by? It's a very good question. I have that on my list. But I've had guys at work talking to me about this. And apparently, it's a rhythm game that you shoot to the rhythm.
2: Oh, this is the Doom... Um, looking st- one that I spoke about ages ago. Yeah, on the point, yeah I thought yeah, you'd, you'd mentioned these yeah. books. If it's that one, it's kind of like yeah, another like hellish kind of landscape, and it's got numbers popping yes. everywhere, kind of like um, that game that people can fly did called Bulletstorm. If you yes. ever played that? Where it's no, kind of I like mean, stylish, and yeah, it's it's got the it's really taken that element of Doom, which was that awesome soundtrack. Yeah, um, particularly Doom one, I thought the like the new original. Of the new two, the twenty sixteen. Call that original? Yes, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's not the original dude. and um, yeah, that, that looks really cool. Yeah, uh, I think that, that's that's a game that I'd like to check out. Yeah, I thought that would be really interesting. So that,
0: that's got me intrigued. Um, I don't know if it's the sort of game I play. It's coming to PC on the fifteenth, so tomorrow. Um, Spelunky two comes to the PS four tomorrow as well, but um, I'll have
2: to wait. I can't wait, Jason. I'm sure you're the same, but I'll, I, I'll get it on I, piece. I haven't
1: seen anything about it to be quite honest with you. But I mean, if it's anything like the original, I'm all over it. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: I think we all watched the video as a group, like
0: you know, real time, probably six, seven months ago. But you know, there was a but, new
2: video maybe a couple of weeks back, and yeah. I watched just the first like 20 seconds of it, and I scrubbed through the rest of it because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know. Like, I'm yeah. the, the fun of that game is like when you finally. After however many, like 100 goes, you progress through the first stage. Yes. And then once you figure out the first stage, it's so much easier to do every other time. Yeah, I don't know what, it's just how, how your brain kind of works and then you get to the, you know, go further or, further along. I, yeah. I want to kind of experience it all fresh. So I'm not going to look at anything. I'll just buy it. I uh, agree. COVID times made me feel like that was announced
0: three years ago. Yeah, not, probably was. Probably, <laughs> probably a, was. Year, a year ago. Um, we got Super Mario 3D All Stars coming on the eighteenth, so that's not that far away. For its short window
2: of what, four <laughs> does, months before does that it's going again. Super Mario thirty five, whatever it's called. Super Mario 35. No, is that's
0: that later. Okay. Um yeah, I, I thought that too, but no, it's um, That's the one I'm
2: looking forward to.
0: It's I'll I'll remind I'll look it up and let you know. Um the other one that I've got for September that I think is huge. There's one or two others coming up that I'm gonna bring up, but is Untitled Goose Games got its co op update coming on the twenty third. Do you think you'll again? Uh, is it is it local call a like cash call? Yeah, you actually play two two geese. Yeah, I'll so I, I I'll definitely. Yeah, I actually,
2: kids, I fun. will play this by myself with well with me with one of the kids. But I want to put my two girls on this and just watch them laugh. watch them by hand. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like they my four year old, would just think it's the funniest thing ever when she figures out there's a honk button. Yeah, that's yeah. All, that's, that'll be it. It'll just be honk, like honk honk honk. honk. Um, yeah, i would look forward to that.
0: Um, I'm oh, Splunky 2 does hit PC the 29th that cool. same month. That and, um, you know what? I like the insaneness of it, but I probably won't play in uh, Serious Sam 4 is coming. Wow, I've always loved the original, it was just stupid. Yeah, the the, the screaming, uh, headless guys yes. with the bombs on their heads. The <laughs> yeah, I always remember that. And the, the Egyptian setting It's very strange. Um, October is where it really starts to go crazy, yeah. and lo and behold. Super Mario Brothers 35 is October 1st. Okay. Cool. Um, Star Wars Squadrons, I said we come back to Star
2: Wars. Yeah. How excited are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, a big space sim kind of flight guy. Yeah. Um, but this game looks it's incredible. Star and it's, it's Star Wars. I'll, I will play any Star Wars game just to kind of give it is a
0: go. Is it like day.
1: the X-Wing TIE fighter games and stuff? Is that the vibe we're getting?
0: Or? No, it's. it seems to be if you put X-Wing on one end of the scale... And the way you flew the fighters in the recent Battlefront, Battlefront games yep. on the other end of the scale, this is somewhere in the middle. And it's all
2: first person, so you're always in the cockpit. Yeah, which I'm, I'm not as excited. I would be more excited if I could see my ship on the outside. But yeah. I think a stylish, you know, stylistic thing they're going for. I think it'll look amazing in VR. There, there seems to be. Um...
1: Not a resurgence, but there are, there are quite a few games out there, especially indie titles, and Barrow Trauma is one of them, where you've got multiple people commanding a submarine, right? Yep. Or there is a... I think there was a Star Trek game where multiple people... Ah, uh, the a VR sunrise. one. I wanted to play that. But I yeah. feel as though there needs to be a, a AAA, and Star Wars would be perfect for this, a AAA game where you all get in in, in a multiplayer-type scenario and you each take over a role. A little bit like... um uh, what was that? Love is in a dangerous space time, but yeah. at grand level, right? You, yeah. I, I don't know the names of the ship, but there's this one really, really big ship that that's in Star Wars. It's really popular. It's like a it's Star like, Destroyer. How does that Star Destroyer? It's like flat, and it's like it's in no man's sky as well. Um, and it basically, like it would be cool if you could do that with like Star Wars characters or whatever, yeah. and just like fly these ships and go up against other people, or even just go up against like uh, AI. Yeah, whatever. Um, I feel like if anybody would be able to pull it off, it would be Star Wars to do it, right? Because yeah. there must be people, like like it would almost be at a sim level like
2: in yeah. terms of yeah. like how you would, I don't know how accessible it would be though, but yeah. I'm looking forward to just playing through the campaign that, that's probably where my no, time so will go. Yeah. Um, and I know my son's looking forward to playing it too, because we watched the trailer, and we were just, like Star Wars Battlefront 2 is still one of the best looking oh, yeah. games on console, I think that, that, that there is. It just looks so cool. impressive. And you know, it's all the kind of costumed characters and things that look the yeah. best. You've,
1: you've made this comment before, where you said, It's Star Wars, so I'll get it. Yeah. Is that, are there any other genres for either of you? Like, do you feel the same way about Star Wars? Like, if it's Star Wars, I'll get it. If it's, you know, Marvel, I'll get it. If
2: it's, um, <laughs> no, not with the new Avengers games, I know, right?
0: Yeah, well, like, the funny thing, if, if we talk about Avengers, and I'll come back to the Star Wars one in a second, um, as much as I love Marvel, most of the Marvel games I've ever played or have seen haven't been that great. I've played the occasional one that's been fantastic, but for some reason I've never around to finishing it. Like Thor on DS is a brilliant game, but um, I don't know why I haven't persevered with it. Um, yeah, it varies. Star Wars, um, I'm a big spaceship nerd. Mm. I love cool looking spaceships and I love looking into the lore of them and, and how they work, you know, in universe. And so like I've got my favourites in in Star Wars and it's the whole reason I ended up blowing stupid amounts of cash on the X-Wing Miniatures game, which I've barely played with anyone. In fact, I just got a new ship. We, play um, a bit. That's we awesome played one. a tiny bit. Yeah. yeah, I just got the Imperial Raider, which is, if you've played Star Wars Battlefront 2, it's the, um, I'm going to use it in common as the hero ship, because you know they start off as bad guys and become heroes by the end of it. It's their main ship. Um, it's like a small Star Destroyer, but a Corvette-sized one. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. I'm really glad I got it. I'm probably not going to ever get to play with it. So Star Wars Squadrons, for me... I love the way they seem to have set it up and I'm really looking forward to playing it. But so many other ships could have been included in the game and there's not going to be any DLC for it. So like one of my favourite Rebel ships is the B-Wing and that never gets any love. <laughs> why, why is
1: there a DLC? How come we know that already? Is that just EA being afraid of releasing DLC or is it because...
0: Um, whoever the, the development team was at EA said everything that this game is going to have is already in it. Um, there'll be no microtransactions in a real way, but there will be they have cosmetic to stuff, stuff that, that you easy. can. It's, you it's a budget title, like well, budget is in. It's not well, a it's going to be fifty bucks. Title. Yeah, Australian, yeah, Australian, which is yeah, nothing. So it's it's interesting. I really wish they'd considered maybe DLC with an another bit of single payer story and more ships. You see how popular it is, though, right? I mean, yeah. if people well, just like could spawn me. a sequel, yeah, yeah. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, from even going back to what you're talking about, um. I remember towards the end of Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, the most recent one, not two, they had the whole Rogue One campaign Mm. that was added in at the end. The problem is by the time I got it, nobody else was playing it, and I was really looking forward to. You started in space, escorting in
2: U-wings, then you landed on the planet, and I've played it once. But it's it's true, like quite literally, you could not get a game. Like you you would go online to try and play this mode, and you literally could not load into it. Like it was just, it was insane. Like you paid for something that you couldn't access offline. It was really yeah bad of, the, the, to, to just not allow you to play it with bots or something. Yeah, I, I wish that was switched on. If it,
0: it let me play with bots, I would have had so much yeah. fun. I would have played Obviously. it again and again. Um, so this is my, to to what you're asking, like do I buy things because they're a particular title? Uh, yes and no.
2: Okay. Uh, I just
0: feel like I'm getting burnt on so much of that at the moment. that It's, hey, here's the name of uh, of something popular. It's going to be a game and you get it and you just get let down again and again, which although, brings me to the next although time. Although Halo,
2: Johnno, come on, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I, look, I've got my money's worth at a four and five, but they weren't Yeah, But anything, so that anything that comes out with Halo, you pick that up in a heartbeat. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I can't oh. wait for, for yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. Um, which, so talking about letdowns coming up, um, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout <laughs> apparently is due out on October 13th, although I've yet to see an Australian retail listed. So I don't know if we're going to see it over here. It is... I saw someone mentioning on a forum thread that it is a a developer in the States that's known for just putting out tie-ins. They're kind of what THQ was back in the day. So no one's holding their breath on it, but it's got the aesthetic of the
2: um, the
0: new G.I. Joe uh, classified six-inch figure line, which looks really cool. And the locations are all like the USS Flag, which is the aircraft carrier, which if you followed G.I. Joe as a kid, that was the toy that if... You knew someone that had it. Clearly, they were rich as all hell because this thing was seven foot long. Wow. It's taller than the both of us. You know, It's just insane. So, yeah, that's coming up. Um FIFA 21 comes out October 9th, just before that. Are you excited, Joe? No, I pick it up. How often do you up. buy a FIFA? Every few years. Well, you okay. kind of will pick but, it up. But right? I'll yeah, we'll talk about a- that a- later, a- exactly. Yeah. With the we will come back to that. Um Age of Empires 3 definitive edition is due out October 15th. I've never Empire. played in Age of Empires, believe um, it or not. Two, the two definitive edition is an excellent starting point. Yeah, um, is it on your Steam account? Uh, no,
1: no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's part of Game Pass Ultimate. So oh, is it? okay, well, there we go. Are, so it's
0: on my account. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
1: Microsoft owned, so it's on there. It's it's uh, good fun. It holds up even now.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to give it a go. I find it really hard. I don't. I know Jace plays um, RTSs a little bit. You don't really do, Joe. Not much, yeah. no. Yeah, so I Command and Conquer was my thing in the day where everyone else I was on. I was
2: younger. Not so
0: much Age of Empires and StarCraft, so and StarCraft yeah. for me and Warcraft, Command and Conquer. I'm just looking forward and to the that. And Star
2: Wars, all these Star Wars ideas as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, October 16th.
2: Are you thinking about it, Joe? Like I said last time, if once it's cheaper, I'll probably like to pick it up. Yeah. Um, I just was nicely. Uh, ben gave me a co- his copy of Labo, so that's going to be oh, wow. something I'm going to do with the kids. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, he only built the fishing rod. Didn't touch anything else, and he's wow. like, he's going to use it. So appreciate that. So yeah. So is that the one with the robot set as well? Not the robot one. The, the okay, original. Just, um, I always forget which one is which. Yeah. Uh, Once you build a fishing rod, though, is that it, or can you build as many things? As you there's need? other things in there. So I think it's got like a piano, a car, and a piano, or something yeah. like that as well. And, uh, I, I, and I, honestly, I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. I'm, I'll do that in a couple of weeks. With yeah, it, let's
0: yes. know if that's that starter set has the. I think there's a steering wheel that you can then use in Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah. Cool, if it does, then I'll be yeah. doing that too. It's meant to be interesting. Hmm. Um, Doom Eternal. Did, I know Joe played it. Did you play any of it at all, oh, Chase? I it, yeah. Yeah. Um, this The first of the DLC, The Ancient Gods Part 1, hmm. comes out on the 20th. Um, ah, okay, back to disappointments. Here's two coming up that I'm interested to see what you guys think about. Um, Transformers Battlegrounds looks like it's got a very um, Fortnite-ish feel, but with... Um, a real-time, I'm um, oh, sorry, a turn-based strategy type thing going on. I don't know what to think of it. And the look of it's the toy line that I don't collect. So, mm-hmm. um but Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues. <laughs> PS4 and Xbox.
2: And it's basically, it's got like the voice actors and everything. Really? Yeah. What's, what what style of game is it? Because I've not seen anything. I, I just know. saw it there. What, with... what do you think it is, show? Well, I'm guessing it's a fighting game, but it's, like, a, side, it's a side scrolling
0: video. Yeah. It sense. is a side scrolling video. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like
1: River City Ransom or something like that.
0: Which reminds me, oh, actually, now let's talk about it now. Um, Scott Pilgrim is coming back. It is. But we'll talk about that later. That's what Cobra Kai probably is. Like, yeah. It's probably that sort of style. That's pretty cool. Who's publishing it? No idea. No, Have I you guys seen
1: Cobra Kai? No. no. Not yet. So I thought Cobra Kai was like a fan-made project because it was on YouTube Red originally is what they called it, then YouTube Originals or whatever. That's what it is. And I didn't think it was going to be anything particularly amazing. I I loved Karate Kid when I was a kid. Um, It wasn't one of those movies that I watched religiously, but if it was ever on TV, I would watch it, you know? Um, And this show is like incredible. As in, there's so much love that's gone
2: into it. It's clearly made by fans. Will yeah. Smith is one of the
1: producers. which oh, really? Kind of makes sense, I guess, because he probably owns part of the rights to it. Well, now. His son
2: was in the well, Karate Jack Kid Hit with Jack ah, Chan, right? He was too. But the
1: amount of callbacks that they have to the original is amazing. But I've never seen a show um, like Cobra Kai is a sequel to the Karate Kid movie, right? Yeah. And there was this, there was this thing on How I Met Your Mother. I promise this all ties in. There was this thing on How, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother years ago where Barney has a bachelor party. And, yes. he's, and he says in the show, he goes, you know, like, they're like, we've got somebody here for you. We know how much you love the Karate Kid. and He gets all excited. And in walks Ralph Macchio. Yeah. And he's just like, no, no, that is not the Karate Kid. Will Zatka, I can't remember the guy's first name, something Zatka, is the Karate Kid. Yeah. And he explains that um, the Karate Kid is like, the, the Ralph Macchio's character, Daniel, is actually the villain the, of yeah. the show. He steals the <laughs> guy's girl and he does all this stuff. And then at the end of that, that episode, it's revealed that, um, that Zapka um, is, you know, the villain is, is, is actually in, in the show and he's, yeah. he's dressed in clown makeup and he reveals himself and Barney's like, this is the best bachelor party ever. <laughs> anyway, I can't help but feel as though the premise of this show came from the How I Met Your Mother episode. <laughs> yeah. And the way it starts off is that, um, you know, Zach was all washed up because he got, like, he got beaten by Danny and yeah. by Daniel LaRusso in, in the first movie. And you know he was essentially abused by his trainer, like yeah. physically and mentally yeah. abused by his trainer, saying you know, you know you got to kill, you got to no mercy, you know whatever. Yeah. And he's he's the product of that. He's also the product of his of his father being a horrible human being. And so he is a terrible person. But yeah. he's just like you know there's this kid that needs help, and the karate is actually quite good. And there's this kid that needs help, and so he essentially takes on almost a Miyagi like role. Yeah. And they show it from the perspective of, like, Daniel actually being the villain in the original. <laughs> and they always do callbacks to the original movie. Like, And there's, like, some nice moments where Daniel will look off because Miss Daniel LaRusso is is, you know, one of the characters in it yeah. as well. Um, you have got to watch the trailer for it. He owns a car dealership. He's really rich and wealthy. And, he's like, and then he, you know, he finds out that the Cobra Kai has is, is reopened again. He's just like got these horrible flashbacks. Um, but the way they tie it all in, and, and you have these cool little flashbacks to the original movie, like there's a scene where um, both of them walk into the place where where Daniel used to live, and he's just like he goes, "Oh man," he goes, "It looked a lot different." He goes, "I never used to be able to swim in that pool," and yeah. he points to the pool and then it does a flashback and it shows the pool being drained out and empty. Yeah, it's just a little comment, right? But it's so cool. And um, so did you watch the original Kar- Karate Kid again before I have this? I haven't, no. Um, I was never going to watch this show. One of my friends at work absolutely loved it. And Jen's like, I actually want to watch this thing. And I'm like, I just didn't think it was going to be any good. And we watched all of it, episodes one to ten, a single season in a single sitting. Right. And the, just the amount of love that's gone into it. They're, they're all brilliant actors. The rivalry that exists, the way that they have flipped the script on it, making it seem as though Daniel is the villain in this, yeah. and he's just like he goes, he goes, man, he got me at the end with an illegal kick, <laughs> just the, the famous scene where he's yeah. got a crane, he kicks him in the face and then the funny thing is, towards the end of, of the season, there's a there's a moment where somebody does that kick again, and they just let it go, and I was thinking to myself, man like, why have they let this kick go again like, they yeah. said it was an illegal kick, but because Daniel won with that kick in the Karate Kid movie it's oh. not an illegal kick oh. he officially won with it, right? Um. They're acting in it is phenomenal, like it's so much fun, there's so much love. Like I just I was so excited. But cool. it's not for kids. Yeah. It's for us. Cool. Yeah. It's for us who who watched it. Nice. Sorry to go on that tangent. I just no, I agree. I that was the great tangent. The season yesterday and I just I love it so much. I can't wait to watch the second season. Yeah. And it's Netflix bought Yeah. Is the second season about to come out on Netflix? Second season is out, um, yep. but Netflix bought the rights to it and the third season's on its way. That's um, cool. and I'm just I'm pumped. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well I um, ended on October with what's coming up because we can talk about November later because I think there's going to be some huge stuff on that but just to end October um, Watch Dogs Legion I know you're looking forward to it, Jace I am I didn't
1: think I was going to be they just announced that Aiden Pearce the character from the first game is going to be in this one yeah. whether or not people are excited by that I don't know but they, you know, it's cool that he's in it it just looks like a lot of fun and I love the way that you have the ability to jump into all these other characters I'm sure that all these different players that you're going to be able to be are just like a you Know, like they're like a class or a type. Yeah, I'm sure there's 50 of the same type, yeah. but they're just a different skin. But they're apparently done, they've done lots of voice recordings, and I think some of the voice recordings are done by AI. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the way they've been able to pull off having unique dialogue wow. yeah. and all that sort of stuff. They haven't actually hired people, they've just used AI to do huge. it, and I think that's
2: a big deal. Because it's interesting when I first saw the game, I was like, part of it was like, this looks really cool, but there's no way they can pull this off. Yeah, Like, guess it's going to be. Very generic. I'm going to choose this skin or this whatever character. They're going to move differently, yeah. but I'm going to get to be able to choose like one skill set. Like I might be able to do the little drone, spider drone thing, or yeah. I might be hand to hand combat. But the more I see of <laughs> this game, yeah. the more unique each character seems and the, the more fun it looks. Like it looks like a really fun game that you can approach in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And it's kind of like you could, I, I, might, I might say, all right, tonight I'm going to play it as this sort of character and then the next time I'm going to do the same mission as a different with a different approach and a different sort of skill set and movement and I can climb or I can sneak through or I can hack my way in I really like that like I like the idea of just you know like a little bit of a micro sandbox it very much feels feels like like
1: Ubisoft the video game like like Ubisoft (laughs) impiled all of their IPs in this one crazy game that takes place but not many games that take take place in London right like there was what was that the, um, the, you know I do know what you're trying to say. Um, uh, it comes to me a getaway? the getaway, uh, yes, the getaway. yeah, you.
0: and then there was GTA London, but yep. like that doesn't really count, I guess. Something um, interesting if that becomes the next one for, because you know the the whole GTA. They're the saying the reason they're not making another one for America right now is that they think America is a parody of itself anyway. So, <laughs> w- wouldn't London be a really great choice for this moment? What Raccooners? about Australia? Australia, you know, must a, a
2: lot of empty space, man. I don't know. Just to Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, Sydney to Melbourne with. ACT in the middle, but micro change you know, change the geography so it kind of forced oh, like, Forza like they did in Forza. Or, uh, or like they did in San Andreas, which yeah, exactly. was um what was it? It was uh
0: LA essentially, San yeah. Francisco and there
2: was oh um they can throw the Outback of... in the middle there as well. <laughs> that can be like the desert from the last year. I GTA. don't
0: I, I yeah. feel I no, feel like Australia
1: to. is pretty underrepresented in games and, and oh. when we are represented we're a caricature, right? Yeah, like, no, can, you wouldn't know, that be the
2: best day if we were in G- if there was a GTA? But that would be like the highest honor, honestly. Like it would be, we, we we totally get destroyed, and they make fun of everything that we are as a, as a people in the yeah. country. I, but I mean, wouldn't it, that be cool? Like, it would with, really
1: need to be made by Australians, I feel, to be able to fully understand it. Like because otherwise, yeah. it's just going to be like Steve and Crocodile Dundee, you know, type type sort of setup. Like it's not going to be, yes. it's not going to be who we are as a people. Because I mean, there's, there's a fantastic crime show that I've never actually watched. It's um, this is this is going to be useless segue. Um, because I don't know the name of the actual show but there's like a, a crime show that takes place um in Australia under, under, Underbelly Underbelly yeah and like there's some real cool kind of like like sort of vibes that Mob we kind of give off. it's yeah. like it's a little bit British in its approach but like we've just just our overall sort of way back this yeah um, and all that sort of stuff I think would we, we translate well to a lot of good cast of characters in games yeah. Um, you know because like even things like, you know, you've got, like, hillbillies that are represented in a very character-like way. You know, yeah. we've got our own bogus and stuff yeah, like that. It'd it'd be right. be, it would be fun, you know, but I don't know if that would ever
0: happen. No, I don't. But it'd be cool. <laughs> be very cool. Um, the last oh, three things I'm going to mention from October. Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion. I know none of us will play it, but I'm sure there's a lot of excited people out there for it in Um a lot of lost hours going to happen to yeah. some workplaces there. Well, it's the year for lost hours, isn't it? Uh, this is a good point. Uh, although things are slowly starting to return to some weird normal. Um, I know my work is and being in retail. it's yeah. Um, Pikmin 3, I'm a little excited about it because it, it's funny. I I love the Pikmin series and yet I have them and I'm not playing them. So um, there's another one to add to the pile of shame. And last but not least, which will probably excite the two of you a little more because I've not played it, Fall Guys Season 2 is meant to be
2: happening by the okay. end of October. That'd be cool. I don't know what you do with It's just new new stages, I imagine. Yeah. I don't really care for that. Because it's a knockout, That's what we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely will play that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll talk about
2: November maybe next time.
0: Yeah. Let's wrap things up with Xbox and Ubisoft. Okay. Which way do you like to go first, Xbox or Ubisoft? Choose your own adventure. Why don't we start
2: with Ubisoft? Because Xbox is pretty, not not a heap there. No, there's not. And I know you're excited about talking about the Ubisoft stuff, so let's do it. Do you want me to go through? I've got a go right in front it. of me here. So, yeah, the Ubisoft forward. So, last podcast, we spoke about what we were hoping for. And I think I said I'd almost rather a center Time remake over a 2008 Prince of Persia remake because I like leaving that as my favorite game in my memory. And that's what they're doing. There's no, there was no word of a remake of the other Prince of Persia, the animated 2008 Tell one. me you weren't disappointed, though. But I was. Yes, yeah. I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, why, look, why were you disappointed? Because I love that game, and I, as much as I'm scared to play it again, it sounds so silly, scared to play it again. But like, I really do. I would love to play that game again, and I think it would. I think that game, you know, remastered. It just already looks beautiful because of that shell, shell, shaded, cell shaded. Thank you, yep. um, style. And I think it would, you know, it'll just look amazing with so, those graphics.
0: It's on my pile of
2: shame. I actually got it digitally about
0: a year ago, and I've been meaning to play it. I'm just not getting around to it. Without
2: spoiling anything, would it lend itself to a sequel in the same world? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I guess. But you have to play it and then play the DLC. Otherwise, you're not getting the full game. Okay. So the, the game DLC itself, the, the, the original game absolutely lends itself oh. to a sequel because it doesn't end yeah. as, as you would imagine. Like it, it's, it needs the DLC to have its I end remember it. you saying that yeah. years so which, ago. Which, yeah. was the, which was a shame about This it. was the one where you can't die, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but, you know, they said they did the, sa- the end. <laughs> Sands of Time um, remake, like, <laughs> Johnny, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but I think it, it, it reminded me a bit of Halo Infinite in that it looked really good, but it also didn't look really good. Oh, no, like, no, I'm
0: with you on that. Yeah, Yeah, like
2: I was a bit taken aback. But it doesn't look worse than the original No, right? absolutely right. not. So... No. Just- uh- not as... I, I don't know. It doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies like the original does. I, I put the original on again the other day on my PC and that, it, this, this new version looks so much better to it. And they've done, they've oh, done the motion capture yeah. and, and the voice acting yeah. and all that. And it's the guy who did Spider-Man. Um, I mean, the new sp- oh, okay. sp- um, PS4 Spider-Man game. Um, I didn't know that Yuri something or another. He was the original prince, prince in, this, in oh. this series. So I'm excited to play it again. Um, I'm hoping it's not a full price game. Um, it will because, you know, be. again, it's Ubisoft. Yeah, but I, right. I hope they also do the, the next two because I like the trilogy, the original trilogy. But anyway. Well, so they, while the old graphics have dated on the original Sands of Time,
0: definitely. I don't know if I think, the, like you're saying, that the new graphics look all that special. If anything, I no. feel it takes away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. It's not more detail
2: order. to things, but it doesn't. But it, that doesn't. Detail, any yeah, more I detail, but I getting agree. the... The art style, right? Are two completely yeah. different things. Yeah. yeah, but like that, the gameplay is kind of the is amazing in that game. But look, yeah, yeah again, I, I I still vividly remember playing the last stage of that game on holidays. when I brought my Xbox along. Um, I think it was an Xbox, might have been a PlayStation. Uh, when we were on Ali, Ali and I were on holidays, yeah. and then I was playing it. And then her family came up because it was their holiday place. And I played the last stage with all of the family sitting there watching and everyone oh. just being like, this is amazing, like that final climbing sequence yeah. in the game. Um, but anyway, so it was that. So speaking of art style, the next game that they showed, um, I'm pretty sure this is in order, was Immortals Phoenix Rising, yeah. which looks, and we, I think I already said this on the podcast, it just looks like Fortnite. Like it really yeah. does. Like it looks pretty cool. Like what it's all about, it's this kind of this, um, you're going against like the medieval gods and kind of, you was know, the main character like a redhead with gold armor and wings? Yes. So that isn't the main
0: character. This game oh, used to I be called God's oh, arms, I, was right? I was about to ask that question. Yes. And okay.
1: you, you can you can pick who you want to be as and I, I really feel like maybe it looks like Fortnite, but it's clearly their take on Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. yes.
2: Okay. Very much very um, much. It, it even feel.
1: comes down to like there's like shrines and stuff yep. and puzzles oh, and everything. Wow. It's I very, think. very similar. Um yeah. but I mean I'll probably I'll probably end up giving a go. I'm not super excited for it. Also the old name was cooler.
2: Yeah, Um, fees
1: rising. It was just like, yeah, I don't know where where they came up with that. But anyway, um, yeah,
2: sounds really derivative, like they're (laughs) chucked into random name generators, doesn't doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Um, They ended with Riders Republic, which I thought at first, oh, they're doing trials again. But then it's like all these, you know, different modes of transportation made by the people who made steep. Yes, Which and that's really exactly it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so steep was that kind of winter games kind of yep. you know just conquer the mountain in any way, including a wingsuit. And this is like get down the mountain in any way, like a bike or whatever. A, well, this it, Is the summer version of steep? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, pretty, it's pretty it's much so. Summer,
2: yeah. But this looks really cool. Like I, I would like to play this game. The the question will be: Will it have a huge audience to to play? It's a massively multiplayer kind of you know uh, you know sandboxy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I that, that's the one that really piqued my interest out of everything. Oh really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously Prince of Persia, but the yeah. thing, the new things. You already mentioned Scott Pilgrim vs. the world, that's coming back. Um, yeah, um yeah Xbox and
0: PS4 with all the DLC. So while well, I still have it on my three sixty digital collection, I'm almost tempted to get it again to and play it, through. It apparently disappeared off the store completely. Complete right? complete it's, legal yep. back and forth thanks to between Ubisoft, Universal and um Brian O'Malley, is it the original artist uh, and sure. writer of Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, Brian oh, Lee.
2: Brian Lee O'Malley.
0: Thank you. I knew Mr middle it, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's um, apparently he's wanted it back on the stores forever, but the other two have been quiet about whether it get released. So it's that, nice that Ubisoft jumped in.
2: And that movie is phenomenal. I watched it again the other day. Love, so it. So much so. love it.
0: I'm, I'm watching
1: um, for the first time Arrested Development. Yeah. Just seeing with Michael Cerrick.
2: Yeah. Just seeing him
1: in that. Like he's I mean, Michael Ceric sometimes gets a bad rap. Like yeah. he's, he's perfect in certain roles. Yeah. And his oh. comedic timing is excellent.
2: Yeah. Him, him in Twin Peaks and the new season. Oh, Twin is Peaks. he in Twin Peaks? Yeah, I I, I was just blown was away. Was that an unexpected thing? Yeah, he has this part, he's in the he's in the show for like twenty minutes and he just speaks for twenty minutes. I think the I remember saying on that. I, I think I did some, yeah. I to speak about it. And he's got he's got this girl sitting next to him, doesn't say a word. And it's just the most ridiculous, you know, twenty minutes of TV you've seen in a very long time, and it was so enthralling. We loved it. We just—he's yeah. he, uh, so cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, they, they and then yeah, the one for you guys—we spoke about it last time. Sam Fisher. Yeah, well, you can see we're both excited. i like I know
1: that, like this is a wine up. Obviously, oh, totally. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing with Sam Fisher. I don't understand. Oh, like, like what's what's just make a game?
0: Yeah, because like, it can't be that hard. Like. We talked about last week these in that elite squad that I showed you briefly on on my iPad, which is just a poor excuse for a game. It, it just happens to have a whole heap of characters pulled from all of the Tom Clancy universe, which is kind of like, oh, this is like really cool as a fan of the Tom Clancy universe. But then I guess to do nothing with them, this is all they need to do. It's, yeah, it's really straightforward. You make an awesome single player storyline. Yep, no open world. I don't want to no. see any
1: open world. I don't want to see any partial sort of open world. I don't want to see any like you make, you give the ability to play through the level multiple times, a little bit like Hitman, where there's different ways of being able to do yep. things and take people out, different multipliers, all that sort of stuff. Think like, um, think like a cross between Hitman and Army of Two. Yep. Army of Two, you replay really the same level again, you get different multipliers because, you know, takedowns, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And then just bring back Spies versus Mercs. Nobody else yes. is doing anything like Spies versus no. Mercs. Get the guy who made the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, which is by far one of the best multiplayers next to Spy vs. Mercs have ever Get him involved or She, them. Get them all in the, in the same room and then just make this game. Yeah. And that's it. It's not, just
2: do it. You've got all the money in the world. Yeah. Don't give me, you know, whatever. It's subliminal advertising what it is. They, they're yeah. putting Sam Fisher and everything. So when there's finally a game called Splinter Cell, Sam Fisher Zero or something, everyone's going to be like, oh, I know that guy. I'm going to buy this. But I think the problem is they don't know what to do with him. Yeah. And the fact that they keep shoving him in things and taking
0: away his gear, rebooting his Why voice, is he Zero? making him younger, calling him Zero. Yeah, th- like they don't know what to do with him. They don't think that the- his old games would sell to the current audience. So, you know what I really want? So, total um, fan wish, if it was ever to happen, is I want a series of Tom Clancy games, all released within a couple of months of each other, that all tie into one big world. So, if you're playing a Splinter Cell mission, you're actually helping somebody else that's playing a Hawks mission or a Rainbow Six mission, and that there's a single story that it all beats down Don't to. Don't give Ubisoft this idea. They'll, they'll sell their own console and you'll just see. It. I'd, I'd be there. I'd play that if I, because a big joint universe like where, like, sounds cool. the impact of the storyline could keep changing. And so you could have the seasons being released. And you could keep the game going for ages. I mean,
1: Ubisoft is the epitome of games as a service, right? Like, this is what they do. So, like, that sounds like something that they would just make.
0: Oh, if you could even boil it down to you choose a group of people that you're playing with. Like, so I know Joe wouldn't play a flight sim, so he might be playing Ghost Recon and you'd be playing Splinter Cell. Then I jump in Hawks, and our progress affects the other people.
2: That that sounds really cool.
0: Yeah. That sounds really cool. Combined military, I mean, it's, you know, anyway, that's me, that's me having a... Well, the, anyway, uh, he's coming to
2: Rainbow Six Siege. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be announced for watchdogs soon as well. Well, and he's already in Ghost Recon <laughs> Breakpoint, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, they spoke about Watchdogs too. There was things like within and out of the conference as well. They showed that Hyperscape hyperscape game, um, yep. which is their kind of... Um, Battle Royale. Battle Royale first-person um, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of like the the, the biggest things that I there were some Just Dance stuff and other things there too, but that was yeah, kind of like they, Just the Dance drawcards. is their money maker.
0: So
2: yeah, and it's got some cool music. It always does. It always does. But should we end with talking about what Microsoft have said with
0: their Game Pass?
2: A Game Pass, as we've said on this podcast, how many times? It's still best still in gaming, gaming yeah. and it's just gotten better. Yeah. Boom. boom, it, it has. <laughs> in fact. Or yeah. going to in, in, in holiday 2020. I
0: think when we did the last podcast, they actually announced this, or if they hadn't, it came out the day after. But how cool is that they're adding EA Play,
2: no extra cost? It's mind-blowing. I, I said before, you asked me the question about how often do I buy FIFA. Yeah. So I buy FIFA every couple of years. Yeah. I will never buy FIFA again. <laughs> like, this is the thing about this deal. There are so many EA games. I will never buy Battlefield again. I'm happy to wait a yeah. few years and play the previous Battlefield. That's what I do. I get an EA yeah. Play or EA Access, whatever it used to be called, account. And I think it's still I'll play it FIFA. through because those games only take like six hours to play yeah. the campaign. He's, I'll be happy to play FIFA from last year or NBA from last year if they get, make NBA again and all that sort of thing. I've just realized, what you
1: said something interesting there. You said you'll never get FIFA again, you'll never get Battlefield again. Uh, which means all of the EA sports that go but along I'll with it. But I'll play them. But no, no like... but hold on. Like that's that. They, these are their biggest franchises. So now we're effectively getting those for free, right? Including things like Star Wars, Battlefront. So, I mean, for free. Yeah. Right? Uh, Vertico, uh, after the, I like a year or so. Well, no, because if you're getting EA access, don't you get the Battlefield as it gets released? Don't you get no. the FIFA as it gets it, released? No. EA
0: Play um, will give you a discount on certain new release titles and other ones come out. After the fact. So, so we're not
1: going to get FIFA, the new FIFA, day one, if you have But we'll last year's for last year FIFA will be there. We'll so get last year's, year's FIFA.
0: Uh, Joe will be happy with that. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very
1: happy with that. I guess what I'm nervous about is that if it ever goes down the route where you get the new Battlefield day one, then this is EA's way of sneaking back in loot boxes and whatever. Because yeah, they're just absolutely. like, well, man, you're paying a subscription, you're getting all these games.
0: Yeah. We've got to earn money somehow, so we're going to put these back in. But here's the other thing. Um, services are huge in the tech industry now not just gaming and they make more money off us having a continual subscription on whatever it is that we're doing than they ever did by us buying a game once then never touching it again absolutely especially if you forget your subscription's running and when you look at the millions of people that are doing that like that's a much more steady stream even chucking in with microsoft I'm sure there's an agreement in there that when certain games are downloaded and played, they get an extra cut or however it works. Yeah. It's it's probably like I wonder, like the I
2: way wonder if they'll get like they'll just say EA will give you a dollar of every subscription per month or something like that. Yeah. I don't, who knows? Maybe maybe it is out there what the deal is, but it, it seems like oh they, they, they never released. Why that would anybody on Xbox get EA EA Play if you've got this deal? Like it's, it's still, such a good deal. EA Play was only ever on Xbox. It wasn't
0: on the playstation 4 was it i thought it's come over dad i thought so i, I could be wrong. there's some
1: sort of long game all in all of this right yeah, like if happening. microsoft aren't making money at the moment from game pass if they aren't i'm sure they are uh, but let's yeah. just say they're not like it wouldn't matter anyway because they're essentially building up a netflix type service yeah netflix i think make a loss i think in the grand scheme of things they make a loss they're putting millions and millions of dollars like in the like, books yeah uh, but like, because they're constantly putting putting out new shows and they're spending millions yeah. and millions of dollars on these shows, right? But like, eventually, if you have a service that has all of the video games, then you win. Yeah, they win, right? They yeah. they have everything, and then you're you're paying your fee, and everybody will have an Xbox-like service, and maybe they'll buy the console that will accompany that to make you be able to play it. Yeah. But you will have it on PC, or you have it on Switch, or you have it on whatever. You're everywhere.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting times services are i I like them on one aspect because I love the convenience of digital. I love the fact that I've played games that I probably wouldn't have thanks to game Pass yeah um, and same goes for things like Netflix and less disney plus um, where i've watched things that I probably wouldn't have watched, but then there's other things that I get to rewatch that i I loved um, yeah it's interesting times because I think that there's such a um, a push for the subscription to keep getting new people subscribing but also keep giving enough value add that people are using the service so that they, they feel like they they can generate more income from it, that it is impacting how these games are being made. Yeah. So we are getting games with seasons now yeah. where that whole thing we talked about with Call of Duty earlier in, in the episode um, where we feel like we we play a lot of it and we're getting value out of it and we're enjoying it, but we're also feeling at the end of the day that what have we really accomplished in that time? Yeah. And then it resets a new season and you get – and they've got the whole risk-reward thing going and generating in our heads. Like, you know, we're going, oh, I'm almost over it. New season kicks in and it's like, oh, new stuff. Got to get back into it. I'm excited again. And I don't know if I like – Everything heading in that direction.
1: I can't help but feel as though, I mean, first of all, it's more economical for for these game companies to do it this way because you're yeah. not creating a new game every single time. And as I've said before, let's face it, EA Sports have been doing that oh. since 1994 or whenever. Yeah, it pretty was much. It. So you know, it's it, it makes a lot of sense for them to do it. Yeah. But also, I feel like we've kind of hit like a technology wall. Like the the, the latest graphics and the latest graphics cards are all about liking now. It's not about like yeah. face models. You know, you can only go. So realistic, you know, you, you have to look at games like Sunua's Sacrifice to realize how visually impressive they're putting real people in video games now. And it's not Night Trap, you know, it's like it's not some, <laughs> some FNV video game, it's it's it, these people look very, very real. Yeah. And now it's about it's more about immersing you in that experience. So we're going to add more content, it's going to look cooler, and it's going to, you know, but there's also only so many ideas that can exist out there now, yeah. And I think, I think. This this will do something. I think it will stop innovating. I think we're going to have to rely on indie studios to be able to come up with all. The and that's where stuff. I've
0: had most of my fun lately.
1: And and, and I agree with you as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, essentially, people are just trying to come up with new new ideas, and yeah. there isn't really anything out there. And they're like, well, everyone's having fun in battle royale. Like, why would I make anything else that isn't battle? Oh, everyone, open world. Like, I can't I can't make a game that isn't open world anymore. How can I? You know, I'm going to make Tetris is a battle royale game
0: now. Like, what are we going to do? Like, and the scary things, I love that That's good too. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm looking forward to Mario 35. Like, although that's such a short run again, like that four month period that we can play it and then it's gone. Um, no, I'll, I'm with you on that, Jace. I think the innovation, if I get the need to to delve into um, a subscription and a season and and that sort of stuff, but I think if they can innovate within that or an open world, so that I don't know if it's going to be AI machine learning that's going to start giving us this sort of thing, but if that can start giving us uh, custom missions that maybe apply to the people that are currently playing it. So if the three of us get on to Call of Duty regularly, we start seeing missions that are really tailored towards us. You know, three They can tell that we're hunting certain teams, so they start giving us extra rewards for hunting those teams or hunting certain teams and it funnels us down there that could be interesting you know the
2: exciting thing yeah. that you mentioned about like the indie studios is the tools for indie studios are getting they, they're so much more accessible like you can get yeah. you know um the epic um, unreal unreal thank you epic unreal engine and every month if you if you have the epic games um app on your yeah do they call them apps on computers nowadays i think mean, they do yeah right. they do, probably yeah um, <laughs> they Program um, on your computer, you get each month like free texture packs and yeah. AI, you know, things, and these things cost like hundreds of dollars. Oh, you and can totally build a game. I'm doing that. I just yeah. download them. I'm not doing anything, but maybe my son one day yeah. will want to because he wants you to, big one as
1: well. Yeah, he yeah. wants to get
2: into game making, and you know, you can make the innovation is absolutely there in the indie scene. Yeah, but now that they can make games that look as good as. These are you know, as good as Fortnite, as good, you know, Fortnite does look good, I gotta say. Sorry, oh, yeah. guys. No. I actually, I play some Fortnite with the Marvel stuff. I've this, seen that Marvel stuff, stuff, and that got um, me,
0: oh, I was that tempted to go, I wanna see what this Marvel stuff looks like, and yeah. then went, nah, I'm not doing
2: it. We had fun. We went down to Doctor Doom's statue, my son oh. and I, was like kind of, there's Sentinels, and we're doing a little <sighs> Sentinel challenge. We gotta dance on their heads, and, you know, the mist thing is coming and killing us, but we didn't care because we yeah. can achieve what we had to achieve. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think just the fact that, the tools for the indie scene are just getting better and better and easier and easier and, you know, and the fact that they're free and you get a cut, you know, EA, EA, EA um, Epic get a cut if it sells a million. Like, if you're selling a million, probably don't care that they get much of a cut by then. You're, you're just cheering because, yeah. you know... It's you, a
1: pretty safe bet, though, because there are a lot of games out there that are built with these tools, these indie games, that are just crazy popular. Yep. You know, games yeah. like Dead Cells and stuff like that. Yeah. And like,
2: then, that's a safe bet, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you can get bought and, and you know... All these studios being bought out and all this talent getting going elsewhere, I, and it's a it's a great approach for a lot of developers nowadays. Not to go and work on the new Assassin's Creed where there's five thousand people working on yeah. it. Yeah, go make your own game and you know sell to the niche audience because we're such a connected world. And um, that's it. I think that's where I think a good indie developer won't necessarily sell out yeah
0: so quickly because I think they can keep innovating and, and giving us stuff. Like I think of the guys um, behind like Subset Games that make. Um, FTL and into yep. the breach. Like I love their yep. titles. I'm so happy to give their money, well, even if it's twice or three times for the game, because I get to play it on a different platform.
2: well Untitled Goose Game was? What was it? The Dice Game of the Year was it? Dice the Game, game yeah. of the Year somewhere? They got Game of the so. Year um, for, for yeah. like last year, which is like coming up against you know the yeah. likes of an Australian as every, well. Yeah. Which is so good,
0: it's really good. Cool. Um, okay, last two things. I did promise that we were going to end on the Xbox, but I'm going to bring up one last thing. Because I thought it was a nice little segment that came out last week, and I liked it. But just before we do, I loved our last Xbox part of the segment. I loved that Phil Spencer had hidden the Xbox Series S in the back of a couple of videos that he's done throughout the year, and that we've seen it already, despite the fact everyone was doing that. Did you guys hear about all that? Yes, I saw the pictures. Um, Apparently, the YouTube videos that he was uh, he was being interviewed by different YouTube um, um, personalities. Personalities, thank you. That's the one I was looking for. Um, he had them in the office with him there as well. So apparently there's been so many opportunities to see the Xbox One S that we just have not been privy to. <laughs> I think it's the coolest marketing you could have done. It's very fun. It's very cool. Yeah, nice Easter egg. But I was going to end this episode on another part of um, Yo Jono. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason's um, uh, segment from last week. I thought I was to tell you about another G.I. Joe thing that Love I got. But the reason I suddenly thought about that was... Joe mentioned Sentinels in um, in Fortnite. Fortnite. Have you guys heard about the Hasbro Kickstarter program that they've had for a few years now?
1: No. Is it with the gigantic
0: it? cards or something? No, so Hasbro has... I can't remember the name of the program now. It's going to really annoy me that I can't remember it, but Hasbro has this Kickstarter program, Oh, HasLab. Okay. And the whole point of it is for them to be able to create toys that normally wouldn't get released because of their size and uh, and also because to produce them in this day and age is just not feasible. These are the sort of toys that back in our day was the USS flag that I mentioned yes. earlier, that massive aircraft carrier. They they are not going to put on the shelves of a retail store these days a seven-foot aircraft carrier that you then have to go and buy the airplanes from the year before and other stuff to do that. So the first thing they did a couple of years ago was Jabba's uh, sail barge. It was huge. It was scaled to three and three-quarter-inch figures, but almost life-size. So Jabba fits in the middle and you've got – You could fit hundreds of figures on this thing. It's stupidly large. And they got it completely backed and people have bought it. Then they went ahead and did, oh, what did they do next? I'm drawing a complete blank. There was, oh, how did I forget this one? They did Unicron from Transformers the Animated Movie. So the guy that, he's a planet that transforms into a robot and wants to destroy all the Transformers. He, apparently when he gets released, because they're just getting to the end of it now, he stands, um, oh, he would come up to my waist and I'm just under six foot tall. So he's massive. They have not made a Transformer this big. And it's just stupidly large. So the latest Kickstarter they had, which has got completely backed past all of their, um, their extra tiers, is the Marvel Sentinel. Cool. And this Marvel Sentinel is about... This uh, is the Sentinel from like X-Men and stuff? This is the Sentinel right, from right. X-Men. So these are the mutant hunting robots that look like giant Iron Man armor yeah. almost. And this thing is, again, almost as tall as that unicorn I was talking about. So it'd come up to uh, just above my waist. I've got an old Sentinel from a Builder Figure range from Marvel Legends that is not even half the height of this Sentinel. It's just nuts. And it looks amazing. And it's now coming with three extra figures, two extra extra heads – um, to give it different looks right. for all the this different things. It
1: this makes levels. so much sense as like a Kickstarter thing yeah, because you have exactly. those backer yeah. levels, right? It's just like, oh, if you spend a million dollars, we'll give you eight extra heads. And people are just like, done. Yeah. I'll give you another
0: million for another, you know, five so, arms or whatever. And they got so far into it that um, they were giving a... One of the arms is going to come... They're giving a damaged arm as well, like it's been ripped apart by screen cool. or something. Um, there was going to be a coil because they'd always shoot coils out of their their wrist that would wrap up the mutants. Well, they were giving one... But apparently the Kickstarter did so well and some people complained about some, some of the ways some of it went down and they mentioned there'd be more. They're giving a second coil for the other arm. And it's just, yeah, it's insane. It'll this probably th- never
1: get released. People just keep spending money <laughs> and they just keep building it and building it. They're just like, oh.
0: Although, like, <laughs> they've hit the end of the the period. It's it's, it's now fun. backed. You can get it in Australia. So e, uh, EB Games has it on their website. So do a few of our smaller independent online retailers at about $700 Australian. <laughs> The thing is massive. I was this close to considering it because it looks really cool. And that was the big
2: Yeah. Almost. Awesome.
0: When I showed Emma a picture. You could see the fear in her face that was like, oh no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I have enough big toys as it is. And this one was really tempting because against my Marvel Legends, this yeah. thing would be just devastating them. But you know, I I didn't go for Unicron and Unicron made a lot of sense for me as well. Mm. Um, so I'm letting the Sentinel go past, but I just thought I'd bring it up. We've talked about it briefly, I think, hmm. um, on some of our YouTube videos in up. Um, but, yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up again because yeah. it's really cool. Um, but for the G.I.J. vehicle I'm going to talk about today that I purchased during lockdown, I purchased a vehicle called the Storm Eagle. So do you guys um, remember back in the 90s when they were coming up with a new fighter for the uh, U.S. military and they ended up settling on the F-22 Raptor? Yeah, sure, the F-22 no. Raptor, no. So it's, it's the current um, advanced tactical fighter. If they're going to send up a fighter, this is the one they're going to... If you've played... If you've seen the cover of an uh, Ace Combat game recently, it's the F-22. Yes, yes It's a cool a cool, cool fighter plane. But there was a loser in that, that competition between Boeing and Lockheed. And it was another fighter called the YF-23, the Black Widow 2. And similar sort of stylings, apparently more stealthy, but legal, uh, not legal, political things caused the Raptor yeah. to win. Um, G.I. Joe released a version of it back in the 90s towards the end of their first, the original line called the Storm Eagle. And it had a really interesting mechanism in it. There was a handle in, in the inside of the plane that you could fold down and the gun in the nose was a water pistol. Oh, nice. So it would shoot water. So I got myself a Storm Eagle. If you ignore the big orange handle that folds up quite neatly into the body and the really bright yellow wheels... This looks like a an, an, uh, YF-23 cool. uh, with G.I. Joe stylings on it. It looks really cool. It's a little bit small, but I really like it. The one I got is a little damaged, but it looks like it's just taken a missile hit. And I recently got a pilot for it. Um, there's a G.I. Joe pilot by the name of Ace who yep. uh, was originally released with the F-14 Sky Striker, they called it, in the G.I. Joe alone back in 83. Um, he's had a few versions, and there was a version of him that was released with a, a strap-on helicopter, which made no sense for a, a pilot of his caliber, so he's my pilot now. Nice. Looks really cool. So that's my Joe figure. I might stick up on Instagram just so you, you guys should. can see. Yeah. It. You should do it for sure, yeah. man. We need to see. you are talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. That's my Yo Jono for the the week. <laughs> well, unless you guys have anything you want to add to it, all this has been versus player. You can find us on versusplayer.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and anywhere you get good podcasts. Catch us next week for another Funfield episode. We're going to look at the the rest of the year in gaming and whatever cool news comes out between now and then, and probably what we've been playing. Thanks,
2: everyone. Yo, John This
0: is Player.